this higher education baby learning with no ceilings and we go chilling and we world building it's a dope feeling this is welcome to the wonderful world of yazi podcast i am your host yazi it this uh production is produced by smack talk productions shout out to my boy mac fucking killer goddamn motherfucking human being i'm gonna say that every time almost just like uh there's this teddy bear movie and i'm forgetting the name is it ted he's like ted you know just a really really lovable teddy bear but he has a really really fucked up sense of humor and will really 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 get your fucking weak so shout out to fucking mac um shout out to me because this is a uh, gonna be a really 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 fun podcast today because i have had so first and foremost i uh to make my money, I am a service industry member, uh, particularly I'm a bartender. I've been a bartender since I've been 24 years old. So six years now, I'm 30 now. and uh, But I've been a service industry member since I've been 19 years old. And so all of these... Uh, Stories I tell are all based on real life events, okay? Real life events, but they will be different names just to protect myself legally from any hating ass fucking owners because they truly do hate on me. And if only just one person uh, hears about this in the industry, that's all it takes about this. And then I'll be uh, being whispered, whispered about them like, like always, because uh, as I will explain later on, I'll say why there's whispers about me. And shit is just really, really funny. So, I'm going to take this uh, little hit and we're going to embark on my restaurant industry journey. And we're going to have uh, Mac chime in a little bit too because he uh, is a service industry member as well. And he has some very, very, very valuable, uh, a very valuable um angle and uh, perspective uh, as well. So let's get to it. I'm going to burp. <coughs> Excuse me. All righty. So uh, <clears throat> my first job in the industry that I had was at this place called Shmi Shmoan, Shmar and Shmil. Shmi Shmoan, Shmar and Shmil. Okay, probably sounds like a place that you've heard of. Um, it's it's not. It's Schmishmoan, Schmar and Schmil. Uh, they specialize in various pastas and cheeses. Okay, um, particularly on Monday nights, uh, it may be on a discounted price. Uh, not a cool place. Not a cool place at all. Uh, this place was in Hyde Park, and I actually got to open this place. Um, I got this job. From my homie, uh, I'm not going to say his name, so I don't know if you want to be mentioned, but shout out to my homie. He's out in Lebanon now, fucking killing it. I love you, bro. You're fucking, you're awesome. Thank you for introducing me into this industry and giving me an opportunity to provide for myself and my family. You the fucking man. We're going to call him uh, Turt. We'll call him Turt. Shout out to Turt. All right. So I got a job being a prep cook. That was my first job in the industry. And... I never uh, was a prep cook before. I just uh, am my only child, so I've cooked for myself since I was like fucking, I don't know, 
eight, nine years old. So like I know how to use a knife and shit, but I had anxiety um, being in a new environment and I like just acted like I knew what I was doing and I'm fucking slicing some carrots and I'm just going way too fast and this knife is super fucking sharp and I slice off a nice little part of my nail on my finger. And I'm just bleeding all over the place and, like, embarrassed as fuck. So I'm going, I'm trying to hide it. The fucking chef comes down. He's like, what the fuck did you do? I'm like, I cut myself. And he's like, oh, man, all right, we're, we're going to get you just go, go, go get on the dishes. So then I got demoted on my first day <laughs> to fucking dishwasher. I was like, oh, man, this is solid. I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Two hours later, I'm washing dishes, right? And this is, like, it, all this is hindsight but this is really 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 fucked up and something that in this entire industry it's a lot of fucking um sexual manipulation and really really nasty 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 uh um picking people because based on just just how they look or how their body parts are this is it's also it's for men and women Mostly women, but men do ha get on this receiving end as well. And this is just from my perspective. And my manager at the time will call them uh, Schmirschly. Do that, Schmirschly. Um, walks by me and says, who are you? I'm like, my name's Zeke. And she's like, you're really cute. You're too cute to be a dishwasher. Come upstairs with me. All right. At that time, I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. Now I'm realizing this woman was 37 years old, and I'm 19 years old. <laughs> That's some weird ass motherfucking shit. That's weird as fuck. Why are you 37 years old going to a 19 year old talking about some? Wow, you look way too good to be down here dishwashing. Like, just on hella, hella different levels. It's extremely fucked up. So, instantly, she's like, do you want to be in the front of the house? You're just gorgeous. I I need you on the floor. I'm like, sure. And so, then, then one day, I was started at prep cook, demoted to dishwasher, and then promoted to server assistant. All in a matter of, like, four hours. Mind you, we're open in this place, so that's it's all chaos. Like people are still moving shit, like in, like making sure shit works, like plugging up TVs, like making sure sound systems work, like it's opening up a restaurant. And so, you know, I'm I'm just in the whirlwind, like tight. All right, let's shit, let's run it. So I'm a server assistant now. Um, the things that I saw at this place were absolutely deplorable. So I worked there from for a year and a half. Um, I got fired, and I'm going to tell that story another time because that is a whole nother self, uh, self like, uh, ex, not self-exploration story um, that I can't wait to tell, but that's for another day. But up until the point I got fired, I ended up working my way up to a server. But while I was a server assistant, I got to witness an owner on shift be wasted as fuck and smack the ass of a pregnant employee while they're walking by with a goddamn tray of food. I'm like, 
I'm 19. I'm like, whoa, shit. Did anybody else fucking see that? Like, no. I also witnessed the same motherfucker smack a woman employee drunk as fuck on the stairs during a New Year's Eve party. Same motherfucker had us out at a meeting drunk as fuck on a Sunday at nine o'clock at night. Just drunk ranting to us about a whole bunch of bullshit. So much to the point that the head chef at the time cut the meeting short because he was like, you're not about to do this to these people. It's a Sunday night and you are out here wasted, wasting all of our fucking time. These are the crazy, crazy normal things that happened at Shmishmon, Shmar, and Shmil. And the people continue to work there because I don't know what happened, but I speculated that somebody had to pay somebody off because if you smack the shit out of somebody and you don't press no charges, that must mean you you had to slide something under the table because that is a lawsuit. So it was just a bunch of just like people allowing people to continue doing these really abusive and nasty shits consistently. So I worked my way up to a server, got fired, was salty for a while. Ended up working at Skyline on Court Street. I hated that job so fucking much. But it taught me how to memorize orders a little bit better because this is the only Skyline in the entire motherfucking city. If you're not from Cincinnati, Skyline is uh, a Cincinnati staple. Uh, They're famous for their chili. It's more like a chili sauce with uh, noodles. But then you put the cheese, you put the beans, you put the onions on there. You get, you know, you either get the chili spaghetti, two-way, three-way, four-way, or five-way. Um, it's absolute gasoline and fire. Um, so I worked there, and they didn't have fucking um, uh, computers to so you could see your orders. They had fucking seven servers calling out orders. And my ass was on the goddamn Coney machine. Or Coney, Coney, uh, uh, Coney section. I would have all of these servers talking about, all right, I got seven Coney's, two no cheese, two no onions, uh, two straight up, one. Hold on, no, 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 that's wrong. Hold on, I'm gonna do that again. And then the next person would run there. So now I gotta memorize about 30 fucking different Coney variations. A Coney is a bun. With a miniature hot dog and chili on it with some cheese. It's a cheese cone. And I lasted at that job about three or four months until I was like, nah, I can't do this no more. Then I got a job at this place called, uh, let's, what are we going to call this place? Um, Laze. We'll call it Laze. Laze was this tight place where actually I got to meet um, and work for one of the best people ever um, we'll call him uh, Majeki. Uh, Majeki is an amazing human being, one of the best chefs in the entire city. Um, he's always shown me an immense amount of kindness and guidance um, in this industry, especially if you're not white. Uh, you won't get any help. Uh, they will leave you out to dry. You will ask for guidance. They'll be like, what can I do better? And they'll be like, oh, you know, just keep on doing that. But then they'll cut your shifts. They won't, they won't communicate anything. And then next thing you know, you're just like really, you're not really working there anymore. And it's just really a bunch of bullshit. And so I want to shout out him for like always staying true and real. Um, but I worked at this place and I was a server assistant there slash expo for about 
six months. And that place was cool just because all the workers there was tight. Like, I worked with a bunch of really, really fucking cool artists. Like, most of the people who worked there went to the uh, art academy. And so I got to meet some really, really funky people. But, man, more, 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 more fucking corruption and fucking weird shit. So the manager at the time was a true old school style restaurant manager. Like, saying real nasty, inappropriate shit to everybody. And it was just because he was a gay man. But he would be saying real inappropriate shit to women and men. And that was like the first time I experienced that. It just like, yo, just because you are fucking gay, you're still a fucking man and a white man at that. Like, there's no difference in what you're doing. You just, you just saying it with a little spice. And so, like, that was the first time I was confronted with that and the, the confusion of how, like, damn, so this is just how we speak. So you develop that, that fucking language and you accept that this is the culture and this is how it is. So that's what I learned at that place. They wasn't motherfucking paying the server assistant nothing because we actually learned on the tip pools. Uh, all of us were like, why aren't we making no money? It ended up that one of the managers was slicing money from the tip pools and so we was all getting fucked up and not making all the monies we were supposed to and so boom scap shit next thing worked at this place called we're just gonna call it 99 percent butter waffles that's what this place is called 99 percent butter waffles and then they also serve uh Potato wedges with mayonnaise. And that's what they popular for. 99% butter waffles that aren't even cooked all the way. And wedges with some mayonnaise. If this sounds like a familiar place, I don't know what to say about that. I can't help that whatsoever. Hey, come on now. Come on. (laughs) So... I worked at this place, and this was in Clifton Heights, right? And <laughs> this place was gnarly. But, no, I wasn't I was going to say I appreciate it. I didn't appreciate anything because this is actually a place that contributed to my uh, drug abuse, right? So this is the time when I started. No, no, not started. I was in the midst of like the beginning of my consistent drinking at a high, high volume and a high level. Um, so I would have to work shifts like I'd be working doubles because like we didn't make any money at first because we just opened up and ain't nobody knowing it was in fucking Clifton Heights. And at this time, ain't nobody like fucking going up there. And so I was working like 50, 60 hours a week. I was not going to be denied partying. Like you got me fucked up. I'm going party. Like, I don't give a fuck. So I get off work around, like, and I'm, like, 21, 22 at this time. No, I'm 22, 22 at this time. And I get a, I'd have to work at 8 o'clock in the morning. I work a double, so I'd be off at, like, I don't know, 12, 1. Um, if it's, like, a weekday, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, I'm off at, like, 3 or 4, take a little hour or two break, back on the clock, 5 or 6, work the night shift until, like, 11 soon as 11 hits i would go pop a tab of acid and 
I'm going and fucking partying and drinking my fucking ass off. Then by the time I come to around like seven in the morning and I'm trying to go to sleep, it's time to go to work. So my managers at this place, right? Guess what they did? They were like, oh, we see that you're struggling. Let's pick you up. Here is a 30 of Adderall. 30 of Adderall is one of the highest dosages of Adderall that you can take. And so I'm like, what What did this do? They said it'll make you be able to work. I said, what is this? They said, it's Adderall. I'm like, oh, it's just ADHD medicine. I'm ADHD. Maybe that'll help. I take it. Wow. The first time I took it, I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm focus, focus. Whoa, shit. Meanwhile, I am like, I don't know how I'm functioning because I haven't had any rest. I've just damaged my body a lot from all the alcohol and partying I've just been doing off of acid. So I've been fucking really screaming and fucking really moving my arms and jumping around and shit. And I'm still able to be like memorizing like six or seven tables orders in a row and then going and putting them in like just real, real crazy shit. This continued Every single Saturday and Sunday, that was my fucking, that's what I was, I already knew. My manager's going to have an Adderall for me, so I ain't even got to worry about shit. I'm going to fucking, I ain't got to go to sleep. I don't have to go to sleep. I can just party every fucking Friday and Saturday night as long as I want, and it don't matter because I got these drugs. That is so crazy that I'm, this isn't the, I'm not the only person who has had elders and people who are supposed to be goddamn adults to fucking children. Show them the proper and right way. Let me know. Hey, I will fucking fire your ass if you want to decide to party instead of get this money. If you want to come to work, fucking super, super hungover, smelling like goddamn alcohol out of every one of your pores, then that's your choice. And if you need other help, I will provide that help for you. I'm not finna give you no goddamn Adderall. I'm not finna help you develop a goddamn drug habit to work. Excuse me? That's fucking crazy. So I literally became addicted to Adderall working at 99% Waffle Spot with the wedges and the mayo. And it's actually really, really, really gnarly. And then um, this is one. This is the best part about this job, though, right? Best part, best part. No, 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 this is the best part. I'll tell you this, the, the, the second best part first. I worked one shift bartending there. I trained two times, and I worked one shift bartending there. Everybody listening right now, I used that one shift of bartending, right, when I was 22 years old, and I put that motherfucker on my resume like I was a bartender. You can't tell me I'm not a bartender if I bartended one shift, because if they call and say, did he bartend, they got to say yes. If they want to go and continue and ask how long, hey, that's on them, but... I totally 100% promote fluffing up your goddamn motherfucking resume. I'm even a huge, huge uh, uh, advocate of perping. Fucking perp. Lie. Who cares? Get that motherfucking job and just show them you know how to do it. They ain't going to ask no questions. And if they go and dig deep on your resume, oh, well, you probably want to go get the motherfucking job anyway. You literally have nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing. So either fluff or perp, like, I am a product of fluffing up my goddamn resume, and it's why I got opportunities. The 
Actually, it's a portion of why I got my opportunities. So this is the real, real, real coolest part. Almost every morning, me and all, not all, but like at least four or five other servers and bartenders would go to the back corner and we would smoke a bowl or a joint. This is just normal, including a manager. One day, I'm smoking a fucking bowl in the back and people are being mad weird, like super mad weird. Like I'm hitting it and normally people are hitting it. I'm like, you want to hit this? And they're like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm like, okay. Is there whatever shit i'm roasting it then i work a whole busy ass shift and i'm feeling this weird ass energy like everybody's acting mad weird towards me and the manager on at the time she's like hey make sure you stick around until gets here and i'm like oh okay something in my soul told me oh something happening they're about to fire me I'm not about to let them fire me to my face. <laughs> you got me fucked up. So I uh, hurried up and did my side work, and I got the fuck up out of there. While I'm walking home, I get this call, and it's it's Schmabe. You have to bleep that out. It's Schmabe. Schmabe. And Schmabe is like, you know that I have to fire you, right? I'm like, fire me? For what? And he's like, you were smoking weed, and you know that's against company policy. And I was like, you just gave me Adderall yesterday. You just gave me drugs. And then, like, I'm freaking out, so I'm like, you know, I could just tell the owner that, you know, you uh, groped uh, the one woman. This is another gay man who actually groped several several of the women employees i mean like real titty grabs real like grabbing of them asses guess what the women had to do they had to act like they were comfortable and i got to watch and be like oh i guess that's allowed because he's a gay man and they're not like doing anything not understanding that they just instantly went into survival mode and just really just put on a mask and had to shell and be like they were also extremely fucking fucked up Fuck that dude, Schmabe. Fuck you. If you ever hear this, you're a terrible goddamn human being. And all of the goddamn trauma that you've invoked on people, you are a fucking hoe-ass motherfucker. And the universe, I know, is dealing with you in the greatest ways, which is the worst ways. So fuck you, motherfucker. And that's on behalf of all my 99% Waffle fam, because I know y'all rock out with that shit. I love y'all motherfuckers. So that's that place, 99% Butter Waffle Place. Get fired from there. I ain't tripping, though, because that actually motivated me because I actually was supposed to get this uh, job earlier because I wasn't making no money at this place. I'm just working there because, like, I'm, like, I don't even know. Like, when you when you work at places, you, like, you're really trapped. Like, you can be making no money, but, like, there's just something in you that's just, like, I need this for some reason. And it's, like, it's really fucking stupid and crazy. And so, and took me uh, 12 hours to get another job. Uh, we'll call this place uh, the Fake Buzz. Call it the Fake Buzz. This place specializes in lying about uh, sourcing their uh, ingredients and all of their shit 
from local uh, places and like, you know, doing gardens to grow their own food for their ingredients. But they make regular ass pancakes, just flour and all the regular ingredients. They have pancakes and they like $15 for a stack of pancakes. If this sounds like a familiar place, the fake buzz, it's, it's probably not, you know, it's probably not. I don't know. So the fake buzz was a cool place because it allowed me to put barista on my resume. Um, the only thing that these places have given me is just resume pieces. That's, that's it. And so since, um, this actual place was just really, really, really fucked up. And I can't wait to tell the future story of the, the, the introspection of why I also got fired from this place, because it's a huge, huge, deeper story of just what black people have to deal with in this industry as opposed to all of my white counterparts. It's absolutely fucking insane. Um, I don't have the worst things to honestly say about that place. Um, just the real worst things is just the lies and the purpin. It's just like, I don't like when you try to play and feign sustainability, but you're almost like as like worse than Applebee's as far as like your practices of like getting rid of waste and just lying about just quality of ingredient. And I don't know. It's just, I don't like that shit. And also like, The owners, like, can pay their people so much more, and I know this because they have a titanium wall in their house that costs a million dollars, but they can't pay their employees more money. But they personally can install a $1 million wall of titanium in their home. Why? You know, that's a great question. Nope, it's just a wall. It's just an art titanium wall for $1 million. What? Sorry, I got it. <laughs> No, it's just literally a like, like two inch thick titanium. It's it's like I, I'm sorry, I'm just so interested in this wall. No, 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 no! Shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot! So did they like? It's so it's like one big sheet of metal. It's like not like a bunch of pieces like welded together. Yeah, or anything like that. exactly. So like literally, like imagine this whole entire like wall, like where the door is and everything. And it's just titanium. I know this because one of the people that worked at the fake buzz with me, one of my uh, one of my like homies. Hey, listen. <laughs> so, all right, I'll give a better hint for the fake buzz. All right, the fake buzz is only a breakfast and a brunch spot. Okay. The fake buzz has a couple of locations. The fake bus serves smoothies and smoothie bowls and fifteen dollar pancakes. Yeah, yeah, but titanium wall, one yeah. one million dollars. Uh, he his like one of his best friends was one of the like people that installed it. They said that was one of the most insane, difficult installations of all time because they actually had to like put like a casing. And they had to pour melted fucking metal in the casing and let it dry in the casing. Or let it cool. Sorry, let it cool. I bet they use so much, like, uh, clay dust. Because, you know, that's, like, how they... I'm pretty sure that that's how they do, like, the the metal pouring for casting, like, weapons and stuff. Yeah. They couldn't live in the house for, like, three months. Damn. And it costed a million dollars. I just... 
I really want to look at a video of them making this. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> because, like, I mean, you know, fuck that guy for paying that much for, for a titanium wall. Oh, ab- like, absolutely. Oh, dude. So the actual concept of a titanium wall is actually super, super, super fucking dope. But um, if you're not paying your people, <laughs> like li- at least living wages, I don't know if you can afford a titanium wall. You can't afford your business for real. That's what business owners don't understand. If you can't afford to pay your people, then you can't afford your business. People are so fucking stupid and literally live on these slavery-ass ideals and terms and conditions of, oh, well, at least I got a job. At least I got a... No, 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 no. And then all of the owners, all they try to do is they try to flip the narrative and call motherfuckers lazy. Ain't nobody lazy. Your motherfuckers ain't paying. We not slaves. If we gonna be at your shit, you gonna pay us or we not like our fucking predecessors. We'll just figure some other shit out, but we not going to go for your shit. So that is a really, really actually big thing of what COVID sped up uh, for the destruction of our industry as well. We're, uh, this whole entire industry is taking a huge hit right now. Uh, a lot of us are fucked up right now. Super, super fucked up. Um, thanks to the pandemic. Uh, we have not recovered. We have not been the same. It was a super nice little burst. That first three months was crazy. Everybody was so excited to go out. Now... People ain't got no money to go out. Like Mac even said, uh, we were discussing like supposed to be recession proof, but that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like when I started working in this industry, like you know, eight years ago or whatever, um, that was what I was told. It's, rece- it's recession proof. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody's always gonna eat. Everybody's always gonna just like the strip club too. Strip club, strip club strippers been struggling unless you were like the top top and getting invited to homes and shit. I see you shaking. Shout out Bank. Shout out Swooty. Hey, that's all go crazy. Hey, stream that shake it. Or it was called Players Club. Players Club by Banks and uh, featuring Swooty Mac. That shit go crazy. Real, real crazy. So back to the fucking restaurant industry. So after the buzz, um, I'll tell that story later why I got fired. Um, that's when... I was a little bit salty. I didn't have a job for about two weeks. I started working at this hotel restaurant. We'll call this place Retro Mole. The Retro Mole restaurant. Yo, this place was so fucking horseshit. I can't even tell you. So, like, there would be people, like, coworkers, like, stealing from the fucking tip pool. When I say stealing from the tip pool, there's this dude who I despise in this fucking city. And I have to always be cordial to his face. I literally just say, hello, goodbye to this motherfucker. But we have a mutual understanding that we don't fuck with each other. He, though, is a leech and likes to always just come and fucking be around me for some reason. And I always say... Hey, were you about to? What you about to do? And then he understands it's the cue to get the fuck away from me. If that's me being polite to say that, I'm not even gonna rhyme his name because fuck that motherfucker. He doesn't deserve any any uh, promotion on any of my shit. But fuck you, dude. I hate you. And so, um, you took a lot of money from me, and I need that money. So this job was especially fucking uh, traumatic because. 
they told me what I could not do. And they had all these bartenders, right? And I'm watching them like, it's not that hard what y'all doing. Like, this is it's easy work. Like, we're not making any money serving. I'm not trying to serve anymore. I'm fucking serving fucking coarse meals, like fine dining style. It's not my fucking shit. I don't like doing that shit. Like, bottle service with the wine. Like, I personally, I hate that shit. That's not for me. So, I'm trying to work behind the bar. The manager, we'll call him Mris. Yeah, Mris. It's a weirdo name. Mris. Actually, Mris lives down the street from uh, my partner's mom. And every time, like, we take walks in the hood and go around, fucking flick his house off just to let him know that I still keep that same motherfucking energy. Because, nah, it ain't that. Uh Uh-uh. It is not that. And Mris, um, I... One of the managers, I was like, hey, I'm really interested in being a bartender. Like, I like, that's that's just what I'm trying to do. If not, I'm going to have to look for other options. Um, they wait like a week and a half. I'm like, oh, like, what's going on? How long does it take to fucking ask? And she's like, so Mris just doesn't think that, you know, you have really what it takes right now to, to work behind the bar. And, you know, just really thinking that you should just, you know, just keep working, you know, as a server and then. You know, maybe one day, you know, we'll be able to get you behind the bar. I literally look at her and say, what? But so-and-so and and -and so-and-so bartend, they're garbage. That's when in my days when, like, whenever, like, I got mad, I instantly just went off the rails of saying, like, exactly how I felt. And I'm letting, like, they they are garbage. They're mediocre-ass fucking white dudes who don't deserve to be behind the bar. What the fuck is we talking about? And so she's like, I understand. I understand. I feel I was like, well, you understand I got to put in my two weeks. So put in my two weeks right then and there. And then I uh, hit my homie up. And I will say her name because this is one of the only people in the entire city of Cincinnati to use their nepotism for black people. A lot, most, I'm going to say 98% of these white people in this city of Cincinnati restaurant industry, they don't have any black friends. They have maybe a couple black situationships and accomplices, but they don't have any friends, any actual true black homies. They don't be around niggas at all, at all. So, I want to shout out Valerie motherfucking Deal for literally using her nepotism to get me a job at Schmertles. <laughs> sounds like a place. Hey, I know. A lot of places sounds like that. But Schmertles was a magical place. And this is how this worked out. And this is what I be trying to tell people in this particular city. It don't. I don't know how this works in other cities. Here in this city, this is how the industry works. You don't go to bartending school. It's a waste of goddamn money. It's a waste of goddamn time. You actually don't know anything going to bartending school because bartending in the city varies from fucking establishment to establishment, how they run their bar programs, everything like that. Everything is different. Almost damn near every bar makes their old fashions just slightly different. All their Manhattans just slightly different. There is no just regular Manhattan. Everybody has their variations, right? So... People want you to learn their variations, not some fucking bartending school shit. That's number one. Please understand that. 
You are, I am a respected veteran in this industry. This is a pro fucking tip. This is how it works. You just have friends in the industry and you tell them, hey, I'm interested in getting a job. Can you give me a job? That's how it fucking works. It don't matter what your experience is and what a farmer industry you was in. That's how it works. Do you know why there's only white people working in the Cincinnati bar industry for the most part? Because they only know white people. White people are their only friends. So they're only bringing on their fucking white accomplices. So they're just showing the relationships that they have and the relationships that they do not have. Meanwhile, they want to fucking hang up fucking Black Lives Matter fucking posters in their goddamn windows. Want to post shit about goddamn George Floyd and all this dumbass shit. But y'all don't be around no niggas, though. How'd that work out? How y'all changing black people's lives for the better? How you helping niggas feed their families? Huh? Shit that's actually meaningful and matter. It's because you don't. From personal experience, you don't. Shout out Valerie Deal for looking out. Again. This higher education, baby, learning with no ceilings. And we cold chilling. And we world building. It's a dope feeling. This is for the whole village. And if you got the will, baby, you can roll with us. Once we finish building this bridge, we can burn something. And we bring in the peace so nobody disturb nothing. Rewards are greater when you don't feel you deserve nothing. Quiet down long enough, you might mess around and learn something. Open your eyes, homie. It's a colorful world that I see. I see. It's unusual air that I breathe. I breathe. It's always going up wherever I be. I be. But it's so much to discover me. Beyond, beyond, beyond. It's a puzzling world, it's a different life It's an interesting world with Yazi, Yazi It's a difficult world, still a beautiful life It's the wonderful world of Yazi, Yazi Yazi, Yazi Yazi, Yazi Yazi, Yazi